Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. We're going to read down through verse 42. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my, my sister has left me to serve all alone and bid, bid her that therefore that she come and help me? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and you are troubled about many things. But... Everybody say this with me. One thing, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. But one thing is needful. Now, as, I'm, as I read through this passage of Scripture, there's a lot of stuff that we can unpack out of this, this, this passage of Scripture. Now, you got to understand this, Martha and Mary are the sisters of Lazarus, and Jesus is there at their home, and understand Mary, Martha, Lazarus, they all live in this one home, and Martha, and I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I would dare say that Martha likely is the older sister. Because she's bossy. <laughs> I got to be good. But Martha, come here, Reagan. I want to pick on you for a minute. <clears throat> Martha knows how to crack a whip. And she knows how to get her siblings doing what she needs her siblings to do. Even if it means having them clean her own room for them. That doesn't happen at my house. But Martha's busy. And let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about Becca because she's not here to defend herself tonight. But my sister... This is not my sister, but she does get called Becca often um, because there's a lot of things that happens that I know she probably gets so frustrated with me because I, I will text her or call her and say, hey, I need this, 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 and this done, and I need it done by this time, and guess what happens? This, this, and this all gets done, whether she does it or not. It got done. It gets done. Most of the time. Most of the time. And Martha is working. Can you imagine, Reagan? Jesus came to our house. Can you imagine how, frust not frustrated, how, how frazzled we would be if Jesus was at our house? I know how crazy it gets when we know just one of y'all are coming to our house. Like, hey, we got to make sure that 
somebody didn't pee on the toilet, we got to make sure that got cleaned up. We got to make sure that the floors are swept because we have puppies that like to drag stuff out and make messes and get in the trash can. And we're running around the house. We go get the, the stuff off the table and we're running around like mad, mad people. And uh, that's not Jesus coming to my house. But Martha had Jesus coming to her house. And Martha had to make sure that there was water. Well, they didn't have running water, so they had to make sure there was water. She had to make sure that there was food on the table and make sure everything was baked and everything was decorated just right. Are you getting anxiety yet that, that Jesus is coming yet? Well, hopefully Jesus is at our house all the time. I hope. But anyways, I just can imagine because I know how it would be at my house. And maybe if I'm, maybe you guys can kill me later, okay? But especially Morgan. I know that Reagan will be stressing out about all these different things. And Morgan will be over just chilling, doing what Morgan does. And I can imagine now, sorry, you guys are Martha and Mary tonight. But in this instance, it wasn't just Mary being lazy. But something about Mary, something on the inside, she said, I, I can't waste my time going about and making sure every little thing, every little frill is in its place and every little thing is, is just right. As long as we have the necessities, we're going to be fine. He's going to have water. If not, we'll send the, one of the servants down to the to the well to draw water. We'll make sure that there's water on the table. We'll make sure that the bread is done. We don't have to stay up consistently working 100% of the time. Well, Jesus is here. You can come and sit by Jesus and enjoy his company. But you got to understand, Martha's mind is racing, but this has to be done. Oh, that trash can's almost full. We got to go get that taken care of it. Oh, man, there's crumbs on this table over here. The, the crowd of folks that were here, they just left. we got to make sure that's cleaned up. And Martha looks over and she sees Mary. And I can just imagine Reagan's coming to me and saying, Dad, you said we have to have this done. And Morgan's just sitting over there doing absolutely nothing. And I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I've been doing that and I've been doing. And I don't know how many times I'm like, hey, guess what? It's going to be all right. Then I'll go talk to Morgan and say, hey, we probably should go do something now. Um, and then I'll go help them do a little bit of stuff. And then I'll get sidetracked doing something else. Because that's how it works sometimes. But Martha's frustrated. And she goes and she says, Jesus, don't you see Mary? She's just sitting right here beside you. I've been working my fingers to the bone. Because I want to make sure everything's perfect. Expecting, and then she, she had the audacity to say, Jesus, you tell her to get off her lazy duff and get up in here and help me do stuff. And guess what? <laughs> Jesus looks at Martha and he says, you know what? Everything looks great, Martha. But there's one thing that you're lacking. 
And that thing that you're lacking, Mary found it at my feet. What you did for me, I'm appreciative of, but it's going to last a moment. What Mary's getting for herself right here, right now, is something that's going to last eternity. We've got to understand that sometimes when we come to church, we're not just coming, Brother Blue, just to go through the motions and to check it off the box and, and say, hey, we did this thing. I know we have cleaning, cleaning groups of us that come in and we clean once a week, and, and I appreciate all of that. But let me tell you something. If, if, it, if it meant that you had to miss service and, and to be able to be at the feet of Jesus versus you cleaning the house of the Lord, let me tell you something. Somebody else can help me clean the house of the Lord. I need you in here at the feet of Jesus. That doesn't give us an excuse to be lazy or, or to shove everything off on everybody else. We need to do our part. But let me tell you something. If you doing something, amen, physical in the house of the Lord is going to hinder you from making it to heaven, let me tell you something. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get you at the feet of Jesus so that your eternity can be established in your life. I'm not here just to play patty cake. I'm not here. I thank God for a beautiful building. I thank God for the pride that you folks take in it. But I want you to understand, at the end of the day, is what you are doing in busyness going to establish your eternity going forward? I submit to you that there will be busy people in the kingdom of God that won't make it to heaven. And they're doing so much for the kingdom of God. Are they really, though? Because how many times is it that they're just doing all the things so that they can be? I'm not, I, please don't take me wrong. I appreciate everything that's being done. I just want you to understand in life, we need to always look through the lenses of eternity, not of what's going to matter here and now. I don't want this place to become junky I, because it, it, shows, it shows how much we care about the things of God when we take care of those things. We take care of our homes. Why? Because we want our homes to last a long time. We take care of the house of the Lord because we want the place of worship to be able to stand for a long time. For all of my life, I want it to be here. Amen. I can't wait. I can't wait until we're, we're breaking ground and building another building. I can't wait to see that. But right here, right now, I know we have an old building. But let me tell you something. God blessed us with this building, and, and we've seen some beautiful things happen in the kingdom of God. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just trying to, just trying to, to belabor a point, and, I, and I'm going to come down to a, to a close here. But... Some things that I, I felt heavy on my heart um, that we we need to we need to somehow begin to do in the kingdom of God and 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 that's why I I, I I prefaced it with all these things. If if this is just a task to you, it then it means nothing to you, spiritually speaking. But when it becomes something that becomes life changing, 
and gets you focused on eternity, then that means everything, should mean everything to you. And my, 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 my philosophy here today is this. I believe that God is calling us right here and right now to a deeper place in the kingdom of God. Not just me as a pastor, but each and every one of us as this church, together, God is looking for us to go to a new place in his kingdom with him as he guides us along. But the only way that we can do it is if you will begin to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. The Apostle Paul said it this way, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I love to fellowship, but I, I, I want to see more than just us coming together and having a good time. Fellowship is a definite thing that we have to have in a growing of a church. You have to have fellowship. There is no denying that. That's how the church originally began to grow was through fellowship and breaking of bread and of, and of studying the apostles' doctrine. But what I'm trying to also get across is it began, it could never have begun without a prayer meeting. Could never have begun without a prayer meeting. And what I want to start doing around here is I want to start back on Tuesday nights. We need to start having our prayer meetings again. What's a prayer meeting? Well, it simply means we're coming together and we're not, we're not planning on having church. We're coming together and we're going to pray. And we're going to pray until we touch heaven and then we're, then we're going to let heaven touch us and we're going we're gonna to let God have his way. I've let it, I've let it go because we've all, we're all so busy. I can promise you, I, I would like to have an extra night in the week, but let me tell you something, Mike. But every time I pray, Sister Cecilia, I, I cannot turn it loose. It will not turn me loose. And and I feel like we've got to do this. And so and I don't know the exact date. Next week I'm out of town. Next week I'm out of town. So be praying for me as I'm traveling. I I'm not looking forward to being out of town. My brother Brother Jared Hilton, he'll be here next Wednesday night to take care of service, and I'm appreciative of that. But my thinking is that Tuesday following, I don't know what the date is, but we're going to start having prayer services, prayer meetings on Tuesday nights, and uh, that'll be the 18th, 18th of July. Here's the thing about prayer meetings. Even if I'm going to be out of town, we can still come together and pray. Does that make sense? Okay. This is what we, this is family prayer time. This is when we come together and we join our hearts together. And it, in, in most of the time, 
prayer meetings that I've been in throughout my lifetime. We get together at 7 o'clock. We finish 7.30, 7.45. We have a, sometimes we'll have a time of, of, of fellowship shortly afterwards, and we go home. But I believe that we need to we need to involve God. We need prayer more today than we've ever need prayer in the past. A family that prays together stays together. And if a church is praying together, it will stay together. Because what's happening is spiritually speaking, there are bonds that are being forged together as we pray. Man, a threefold cord is not easily broken. But if we can join together, let me tell you something. I will, I will warn you, I'm not trying to scare you, but I will warn you that the more that we pray together, the more things that are going to come up that we're going to have to deal with. Because when we begin to stir things up spiritually, hell does not like it. And hell will begin to fight us. And he will begin to try to discourage us. He'll send sickness. He'll send, he'll send distraction between you and your spouse or your children or whatever the situation may be. But I'm asking us today, I want you to be praying, God help us to grow together. We've got to reach this community. They've got to see Jesus, and they've got to know Jesus like we know him. I know I haven't been screaming and hollering, but I, I feel what I'm talking about tonight. I need him more today than I've ever needed him before. Amen. I'm, I'm just, I've just come tonight just to challenge us and to encourage us in the Holy Ghost. Just hold on just a little while longer. Amen. Just hold on just a little while longer. Jesus has got this. Everything's going to be all right. Can we stand to our feet tonight? Can we lift our hands? and Can we begin to thank him for his grace and his mercy? Can we begin to worship him for his, his excellent greatness here tonight? Lord, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for the privilege, God, that I have had time and time again. God, to be able to feel the guiding hand, in your guiding hand in my life. Lord, I'm asking that you would bind our hearts and our minds together. Lord, help us to draw closer to you than we ever have before. Lord, give us strength. Give us anointing, God, that we may walk by faith. Lord, walking in boldness from day to day, being filled with the Holy Ghost, oh God. Lord, walking in assurance, knowing that everything is going to be all right. I exalt you and I magnify your most holy name tonight, Jesus. You're worthy to receive honor. You're worthy to receive glory and praise here tonight. I love you, Jesus, and I praise your holy name here tonight, God. Oh, I love you. Oh, I magnify your holy name here today, Jesus. Let us walk in your spirit, Lord. Let us abide in the Holy Ghost, O oh God of heaven. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name. 